Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast for August 8th. I am joined by Rob McCarran of Shake Them Ropes. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing great. What a fantastic night. We, we finally, late in the game, have the young, brash American going out there and standing up to the big Russian monster. So congrats, Lily King, for winning your 100-meter uh, breaststroke. Congrats. Oh, and Roman Reigns, too, I guess, did something also. I saw a woman almost break her neck in gymnastics last night. It was oh, terrifying. Yeah. We could do, uh, yeah, we've already had the broken leg. I suppose we can go uh, much further if we want. Uh, By the way, guys, right now, USA heading the medal count, 19 total medals, five gold medals tied for the lead. In case you all wanted to see the beautiful shirt that I chose this evening, I love America. And he lives in Kentucky too, so draw all your conclusions. Bought this for, I think, $4 and... 24 cents at my local Walmart. You had so to buy, I, I thought they gave yeah. shirts out like that to all the babies once they're born in Kentucky. They're, well, I feel slighted then. Um, With some sour mash. Well, Rob, I got to bring it up. You are apparently a triple crown winner by the looks of it. You know, I, I just keep adding to the collection. I mean, I, I'm just giving them all out there because I may be spending my last two months or my last one month now with uh, with a certain hat in my collection, so we'll see how that goes. Well, yeah. Let's be real. If you do this, you could die. If you eat a hat, if CM Punk fights, you could die, Rob. Is that true? I'm sure it's true. Like, I'm but, sure there's some something huh. that could happen. You could die, Rob. What if I cleaned it a lot and then cut it up and, like, put it in a casserole of some kind and ate it over the course of a few days? I don't know. I, I'm not just cutting up a hat and eating it i mean that would be foolish and i don't think i have to we have a month to go for uh for cm punk to get hurt for mickey gall to get hurt for cm punk to choose otherwise for for a different fight to get off the card and dana white has to reshuffle everything over so there's a lot to still to go on but 
That is UFC. That's talking UFC stuff that's not even going to happen. Tonight on Raw, we're going to talk stuff that also (laughs) didn't have a lot happening. I'm going to be honest. The the image I've always had of you eating this hat is as if you had like an entire pie in your hand and you hadn't eaten for like maybe a week. But I mean, you can't, you won't be that excited. We, all, we got a lot. All of Go these, ahead, uh, you know, I got, I got the White Sox hat. I got the Cincinnati Reds hat. And I got the uh, Dominican Republic hat. So I'm representing a wide array of uh, different deals here, a wide array. So I am basically celebrating the Olympics is what I'm doing with the, with the wide array of representation going on on my head. The one thing that not currently on my head is hair, sadly. Well, I'm going to be honest. There's not a whole lot to talk about on tonight's Raw, at least not positive. Can you tell? Um, We've spent the first five minutes on garbage uh, we're ta- I'm wearing three hats just because, like, maybe that'll shy away from me needing to say anything of substance because nothing of substance is happening tonight. What the yeah. hell was the main event doing? We're we're promoting now a Sheamus Cesaro match, which could be great, but we've had two of them on Raw. We're promoting that feud as we head into SummerSlam with the main event segment of Raw, a match that may not even happen at SummerSlam, and if it does, is it even going to make the main card? Because the SummerSlam has so many matches on it. And if that makes the main card, you know who's getting kicked off the show. And it was evident tonight. Sami Zayn isn't going to well, be Well, yeah. Is, is this show going to be four hours? It is four hours. but And that's fine. But that's still too much for four hours. Like, we're talking about 12 different matches. Yeah. Right Sami, Zayn, Sami Zayn beat Curtis Axel on Superstars. Also on Superstars. At least, at least he won. At least yeah. he won. Jinder Mahal, who they just had to have back for some reason. Yep. You, you couldn't have brought up a, a Ty Dillinger to do this. And at least maybe the matches would have been decent. Congratulations on your big victory last week, getting the raw contract. We're going to put you in rehab assignment. We're going to put you in extended spring training right now on superstars. So weird. It's so weird. Who did, um, who did he wrestle? Did he at least win? Did Jinder Mahal win? Oh, no, no, no. Jack Swagger beat him on superstars. Well, what the hell? What the hell's go- What was tonight? Did Vince make the trip to uh, to California? Was he under the impression that the Raw was going to start a little bit later? Like, what was happening? Like, why even... Why wasn't Sami Zayn on the show? Why can't you have him against somebody, anybody, another cruiserweight, and say, hey, guys, here's a preview of that cruiserweight division oh. we've been talking about. Oh, forever. oh. Did, did you notice, people? Sean said, in reference to Sami Zayn, Another cruiserweight. Someone's on the Sami Zayn as a cruiserweight bandwagon. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that you... He technically is. I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely. But I think you're, you're, you noticed that they, they took his build weight down from 212 to 205. I don't think that's a coincidence. The build weight's down. He's got nothing to do at SummerSlam right now. And you have to have a star in the cruiserweight division. If you just bring up a bunch of guys no one knows, if you put Zack Sabre and Kota Ibushi on TV tomorrow... No one's going to know who they are in the grand scheme of things. Like they'll get a somewhat small reaction, but no one's going to know who they are. And you certainly on raw can't build an entire division around no names. So bring up the Johnny Gargano's bring up the Kota Ibushi's. If you can sign him or Zack Sabre, bring them up, but put some established guys in the mix, a Neville, a Sin Cara, a Sami Zayn. It doesn't have to be all new guys. And it doesn't have to be all guys that are currently signed. Sami Zayn being a cruiserweight. Also Sami Zayn being a cruiserweight, and Sami Zayn being a star is not mutually exclusive. He, he's 
he can't just be one or the other. He can be both. You can be a cruiserweight and built up as a star. I'm getting a a bunch of reactions when I talk about Sami Zayn being a cruiserweight. I'm getting reactions like, no, Sami Zayn shouldn't be a cruiserweight. He's a star. Push him as a star. They can do both. He can be both. This idea that the cruiserweights, I mean, people are already putting the cruiserweight division down. They're burying it before it even gets going. Thinking we can't build stars in that division. Funny you mentioned that. Is it funny? Because, I don't think anything's funny. Well, no. Tonight's going to be weekend, super not funny. Over the weekend, and you know, I'm just delaying talking about Raw as much as possible. Over the weekend, one Conor McGregor made some comments. He is a 170-pound man who competes at 140-something pounds. Uh, a weight in which, you know, between a lot of these cruiserweights in the Cruiserweight Classic actually weighed in at between, you know, the, these, the low weight of 145 and upwards of 175. Then, as you're establishing a cruiserweight division, a ton of your stars shit on him for his size. Like, among all the, you know, I love that they protected their images because they, they needed to do that. Why not? Sure. Um, Conor McGregor shot himself into a work, so to speak. Um, but, <laughs> and even AJ Styles, who made a career being a smaller guy, uh, made fun of Conor McGregor for his size. Keep in mind, they're about to start a cruiserweight division. And AJ Styles, maybe maybe about the, roughly the same height as Conor McGregor, weighs a little more. This was weird to me. The Roman Rage, you're the size of my leg thing. Ric Flair saying, well, you should fight Fit Finley. Well, I would hate that for Fit Finley. There, I want to know, what, what did you make of all the 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 tweets from the wrestlers and the, the, the reaction of Conor with uh, the reaction to Conor McGregor's statements on Friday. Conor McGregor is a smart man. Pick a, you know, you're trying to hype up a fight. You're trying to get the wrestling audience in. He, I mean, Darren, Darren Ravel, I believe of all people, maybe it was someone else, but I think it was Darren Ravel. It might've been actually Jonathan Snowden, but I thought Darren Ravel tweeted out that the combined social media followers on Twitter alone of all the wrestlers who re, uh, retaliated or repeated Conor McGregor statements or replied to it, uh, reached over 20 million people. Yeah. Oh, 20 million followers for the people. So that's Conor McGregor getting his name out to even more people without having to do much of anything, really. Some of the wrestlers got it. Some of the wrestlers are replying, trying to shoot their own angles. Some of the wrestlers are probably legit. Like, you know, Roman Reigns, I, I feel, is probably legit thinking – LOL, this guy trying to come at me, I'm going to respond and become the tough guy when everyone's like, we all see what it is. I didn't think this Conor McGregor story was much of anything. You know, it was something just going on in the background. And the amount of coverage it got was probably a little ridiculous because we all know what's going on here. Not a single one of us thinks that Conor McGregor actually thinks he's going to go and beat up anyone that's in WWE. He's not going to beat up all of them. He can probably take a good portion of them. But it's not like he's trying to actually pick a fight. Dude's trying to promote a fight. Not only that, you'll you'll notice the the ones that he didn't insult were the guys who could possibly sign his paychecks if he were to ever make an appearance for WWE. Um, Conor McGregor is always really good about being two or three steps ahead ahead of where he is. And I got all the ridiculous stuff. People saying, "Well, he got choked out in his last fight. He's irrelevant." A uh, buddy, you're wrong. And even if he loses his next fight, he's not irrelevant. If he loses the fight after that, he's not irrelevant. There was a guy named Chael Sonnen who lost about, I think, five fights in six years and failed a drug test. Then he went and broke records on Fox Sports 1. It's not always the same. It doesn't – a loss doesn't equate to irrelevant, especially in MMA. Nate Diaz has lost 10 of those fights 
along with Conor McGregor, he sold 1.5 million. May break that uh, later this month. I thought some of the stuff like some of the guys like really looked ridiculous, like Bubba Ray Dudley saying, "I'd love to see Kurt Angle stretch Conor McGregor," and I'm like, "Man, this ain't this ain't '96. It's not '97. It's not '98. That would be bad." Um, Ric Flair saying Fit Finley would beat him up. No, he wouldn't. You know, there are guys, Brock Lesnar. There are some legit dudes. Chad Gable for uh, another one. Uh, one of the authors of Pain, Jism Selmani. He fought as recently as last year at a pretty high level in Bellator. So, I mean, there, there are some legit tough guys. Ernest the Cat Miller. Ernest, don't piss off Ernest the Cat Miller. He's going to come back. Jerry Flynn's going to come and get you, guys. Jerry I, you know, I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm listening to, uh, to Dan Lebitard today, and they snuck in a little one-liner about this. Um, you know, Conor McGregor, shut your mouth. If you don't, Fandango is going to do it for you. And I just, I popped a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, this is a complete non-story. This is Conor McGregor doing great work and, uh, you know, a, a different various amount of reactions from the WWE side. Some serious, some not serious, some playing along, you know, whatever. If he makes an appearance at WrestleMania, great. It'd be cool. But no one's actually getting slapped here. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of talk, something to, something to do in August on a Monday, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't make much of this at all. I love that Matt Riddle got in on it. He uh, commented on it and trashed Dan Hardy, one of his old rivals. He he cut this great promo after UFC 149. If you all haven't seen it, it's up on Fightful.com right now, where he just talked about his bad experience with British people because one accident or one spit in his mouth, and he fought in uh, England after that. But he he kind of trashed Dan Hardy on Twitter and he was working these people. You can see he gets pro wrestling so well already. He was working these people, playing them like a fiddle. So good for Matt Riddle. Good for him. Um as always guys, go to fightful.com, check out uh the page, register for a free account. We have an exclusive interview with one Chael Sonnen. He talks about CM Punk, USADA, drug testing, uh Global Force Wrestling the new rules. He has some real problems with the new rules. Also, he's going to be a guest on our Wikipedia true or false this Thursday, exclusively for members for free at fightful.com. You never have to pay, never have to use a credit card. We've had a lot of people that had problems, but a lot of that was user error. You all were putting in wrong uh, email addresses because we get the bounce backs and things like that. Go to fightful.com. A lot of you were kind of pissy in the pants. That the Vince Russo stuff went up exclusive for members. That will go up later, but if you want exclusive early access to that, just go sign up for a free account at fightful.com. I promise you, we will not spam you. Fightful.com, go register for that free account, my friends. All kinds of cool stuff up there, including Brandon Howard's exclusive financial analysis of the WWE. All kinds of coverage. Our boxing section is growing. Fightful.com is the place to be, my friends. Rob, I guess we got to talk about Raw. Wait, no, we don't. No, we don't. Joey Styles. Joey Styles. Got- Joey Styles was released by WWE, it looks like, at least uh, a couple days ago, whenever his Q&A was done. That could totally be a coincidence, but likely not. Yeah, Joey Styles, uh, gone from the company is in his role as the editor of WWE.com. So uh, a long run. This guy had over, what, a decade? A decade. Over a decade in WWE with this run? Yeah, uh, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet reported it, and 
you know, there was a lot of a lot of people questioned if it had to do something with that Q and A. He, you know, he gave. He's always been like a pretty good company guy. He, he's been a good company guy, but he's been honest on his Twitter account. He was pretty honest in the Q and A. I didn't hear anything that was necessarily worthwhile of getting him fired. Uh, you never know what the boss is going to like and what he's going to dislike one day. And it may have been a situation with the website itself. I, they did this remodel of the website. Maybe it's not going to plan. Maybe it's not doing as well. Maybe there were legit concerns and this was just what pushed the, uh, push the, what, what do you push? Just the baby off the, off the cliff. I don't know. Why are you pushing a baby off a cliff? Why are we doing this heinous thing? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, may, it could have been the final straw, Joey Styles doing uh doing this q a so we don't know what happened before it we don't know if he was on thin ice already so uh yeah he's gone from the company right now he's free to do his own thing i'm sure he's going to show up at wrestling events here and there he's going to show up at conventions probably going to be around wrestling for a little bit longer before he does other things uh yeah joey styles gone and and who's to say that wwe won't use him in the future too for ecw stuff just because he's not a full-time employee doesn't mean they won't use him in the future you think he gets signed by anybody I'm sure there are going to be overtures towards him. Uh, yeah, but I think he's a smart enough guy to know that TNA doesn't mean anything right now, and he's probably not going there. Will he be brought in? And no one else is going to actually sign him to do I, commentary. I just want uh, to say, he can go and do commentary. Though, wouldn't that be hilarious if they did and he replaced Josh Matthews? It would be funny, yeah, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's smarter than Josh Matthews is, and he knows <laughs> not to go there for that job. So, yeah, I... I don't see him going to TNA, but hey, if it's financially viable for him and for TNA, then so be it. Go on. Uh, Joey Styles gone. Nine matches we have already announced for SummerSlam. And you got to figure Cesaro and Sheamus is getting added because that's not one of the official matches yet. Um, Dana Brooke and Natalia, or not Dana Brooke, but Becky Lynch and Natalia, maybe a SmackDown women's side, maybe a SmackDown tag side. Uh, they could be saving all that for September for their brand exclusive pay-per-view, but there's probably two or three matches that got to be added and not all of them are going to be on this main show, even though it's four hours long. So I, you know, something's going to go on that pre-show. Maybe Sami Zayn gets a match. Maybe Sami Zayn gets a match with Jinder Mahal. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, well, Monday Night Raw happened. Enzo, big cast come out. They cut a promo. Talk about how Enzo had Sasha Banks in the bag. Yada yada. This this segment, like I like to look at the the WWE's YouTube rankings and see what gets a lot of attention. Their talk, uh, Enzo's segment got a lot of attention last week. So it got it got a lot of attention. He brought it back. Um, you know, they he went a little long this time too. But I thought, you know, Jericho. Jericho went a little too far playing the out-of-touch dad type of character. I know people like to joke about dad Jericho and and all this stuff. Uh, people make similar jokes with AJ Styles. And it's a great character, I think, for Chris Jericho. And he usually plays it well. He's starting to overplay it a little bit. And tonight's Raw was super evident of that. It was, it was bad. It was bad all around. I just wish, you know, it doesn't happen. The combination does not happen that often. The Rock had it. Steve Austin had it. John Cena has it. John Cena doesn't even have, you know, the tall, the size factor going all in his favor. He's a rather short guy. CM Punk was taller than John Cena. But if you could put Enzo Amore's brain and mouth on Big Cass's body, can you imagine the star that guy would be? Oh, yeah. 
this stretched out into a match with Chris Jericho. All in all, this opening segment with Enzo and Cass went, I think, 32, 33 minutes altogether, including the match. Enzo is not good in the ring. He is not, that has not changed. He's a horrible wrestler, and he's had plenty of time to learn, too, and plenty of time to learn the WWE system. He's just not going to get it. And he's, I don't know how far he can go with just the mouth. Now, Big Cass, the big tall guy that he is, he's a pretty decent worker in tags. He's he's okay in singles. He's better than Braun Strowman is. But he doesn't have the quick wit. He doesn't have the mouth. He doesn't have the promo ability. It's going to be really interesting to see which one of those two goes further because Big Cass is probably going to be given more opportunities. You saw what Big Cass did as a single when Enzo was out and hurt. They were giving him opportunities. I don't know if they would give Enzo the same opportunities uh, if Big Cass was out for an extended period at this very moment, but he would certainly talk himself into some big game. He's doing it right now. They would be okay television characters. I don't think either one of them's ever going to be a main event player, but if one of them's going to prove me wrong, the most likely option is probably Big Cass. I just don't know how far you can go. And, and people will make the correlation to John Cena. John Cena has the mouth, he has the promo ability, but John Cena's a bigger guy, he has the size. And he is better in the ring. As much as you want to say he's a bad wrestler, John Cena is far better than Enzo and Amore has ever proven to be. So unless Enzo improves drastically here in the next year or two, then I see trouble for the future of Enzo Amore for sure. This is a real uh, case for managers being a bigger deal in WWE. You can kind of have it with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. A little bit with Bob Backlund and Darren Young, but that that hasn't been going over so hot lately. Uh, Enzo is – you talk about the quick wit. Bobby the Brain Heenan, incredibly quick-witted. Not a a guy you would want in the ring consistently, but hey, he'd get in the ring on occasion, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with using him as a heater. There's nothing wrong with that at all. but man, he Enzo looked really bad in this match. Worked away from the camera, like all kinds of stuff. Um, Chris Jericho had Kevin Owens out there to have his back. So apparently, Jericho and Owens are a thing. I like them working together. I think that's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. It was fine tonight. You know, Kevin Owens talks the big game, and Kevin Owens has the delivery. Uh, I, I feel like if Jericho would have just toned it down a little bit and been his normal self the last sup- separate weeks, like tonight really was him turning up the dad factor and the bad joke factor. And I didn't like it. If he was just his normal self over the last couple of weeks, it would have been perfect. So if he can get back to that, this tag team has potential to be a big thing. Um, you know, we have some interest in the tag team division. The new day isn't overexposed. Biggie's out. He's not going to be in the SummerSlam match. Uh, we could have new champions possibly. And then where do you go with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho? Cause if they're going to be a regular team, it seems like the tag team division is, uh, is open to some more teams right now. Uh, I'm really interested. And that's another match. You could have them and Enzo and Cass added to SummerSlam. SummerSlam is going to be packed. It's a really good show, but it's going to be packed as far as matches. And it just boggles my mind how they spent the main event of the show promoting maybe the 10th match from the top, Sheamus and Cesaro. It's just weird stuff. Well, they are having Enzo and Cass versus Owens and Jericho at SummerSlam. It was confirmed this evening. But that's just a ton of match. I don't think it was on the list I had yet. And uh, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Either way, I, I like that match. I think that'll be I'm sure fun. that'll be fun. I yeah, like I like Jericho and Owens together. Oh, I want to I want to see Big Cass go up against Kevin Owens. Really, I want to see sure. those two in the middle of the ring because you saw the Anaheim crowd really got behind it when they had their face off. 
I want to see Big Cass getting some extended time with really good workers like Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Mick Foley was made to look like an inept moron in this segment. Um, he was made to look like himself. His character that has always been on WWE, I mean, that's what he does as the commissioner. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He just makes decisions based on a whim, and that's continuing. So Sasha Banks came in and asked for a handicap match at SummerSlam so she can keep her eye on Dana Brooke. Right, well, she's Mick Foley. Yeah, instead of making Mick Foley, or instead of making either one of them look like not a complete dumbass, Mick Foley said, okay, well, instead of doing the right thing and making this an even match, I'm going to put you in a match that will possibly lead to you being in a handicap match. If you don't beat Dana Brooke, it will be. If you do... She's banned from ringside. Sasha Banks is basically going to her boss and indirectly calling him inept and saying he doesn't know what he's doing. I know you're not going to make this a one-on-one fair match, so how about you just add her? Why not? So I can keep my eye on her as if she's just going to be on the ringside apron the whole time anyway, and I can at least see her better. Uh, Yeah. Mick Foley could have done the right thing and said, oh, you know, I understand your concern. She's been getting involved. How about I just make sure she doesn't even go out to ringside? Oh, no. Instead of doing that, you can wrestle her for that option or we'll do the handicap match because that that's what you want as a GM, right? To book a two-on-one for a championship because that really puts your brand over. Like None of this made any sense. I understand they have to get to a certain point and it ended up being what it should have been. Dana Brooke banned from ringside. But this just screamed like they had to write 20 pages when one page would have done. I yeah, you said about everything I needed to say right there. Um, basically, that's the story of this entire show every week. Whoa, sure. did I say that out loud? Holy sure. oops! Whoops. Braun Strowman's uh, squash match. This jobber was nowhere near as glorious as James Ellsworth. He or wasn't Bobby as Rude. yeah, he wasn't as funny <laughs> as Corey Hollis. I get it. I get it. Was Corey Hollis the one last week? Yeah, it was Corey Hollis. I didn't um, think it was Corey Hollis. I thought I I didn't I didn't watch the I watched the thing on YouTube. I didn't think it was Corey Hollis last week, but yeah, that I'll makes have to sense. Check. I, I thought it was, but either way, Braun Strowman destroyed him, knocked him off the apron, did something a little bit different. I like that he's doing at least a little something different with what he's given each week. But yeah, whatever. Probably the best use of Braun Strowman you're going to get on this show for a while. Puff Daddy's backstage. He follows me, by the way. I don't know if I've ever reminded you guys of that 12 times, but uh, there's number 13. He asks how Big E's nuts are doing. That was probably line of the night. It was Corey Hollis, by the way. Yeah, no, the, uh, yeah, this was all right. I mean, Puff Daddy. It was funny getting him uh, that reaction in Anaheim, you know, East Coast, West Coast. It's alive yeah. for every everyone. Um. Uh, yeah, I I don't care. I mean, all the Big E stuff, I really just, I let it just kind of go through me tonight. I know a lot of people like the New Day segment with uh, Carl Anderson and, and Doc Gallows tonight. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it was something. Hey, at least they let Anderson and Gallows talk. I'm, yeah. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that match. I would have liked it better if Big E was in it. So I guess we have to just take what we get. I'm hoping this uh, Big E thing goes somewhere and the Big E return at SummerSlam is going to be a big deal. I, I wonder, and I think really the people will be excited for Big E coming back. Even though he's only off th- a couple of weeks, uh, Big E is going to get a chance to get a star reaction on his return. And that might actually tell the powers that be whether or not they should break him off as a single or not. Like, is it time for Big E to go by himself? 
I would be fine if Big E turned into the serious guy in New Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. kept them around. Yeah. Also, a good thing about – Well, yeah, but you were worried Xavier was going to do that, right, during the whole Wyatt family thing, and they, find, yeah. they didn't turn the corner all the way with Xavier. But they started that direction when Big E wasn't – he was still goofing around. I would love to see Big E as the, the giant man with his two little kids – uh, basically just he's he's gonna let them have their fun but he'll reel them in when needed yeah i like that too and xavier woods could be in that cruiserweight division he is at that limit um also a good the, one of the few good things about biggie not being in that SummerSlam match is that he delays his inevitable paralysis or broken neck by not doing that crazy ass dive through the ropes so that that's good titus o'neill when's, when's the last time you checked on xavier woods's weight um, I don't know. It was on WWE.com as 205 recently. Yeah, he's still 205. They moved a couple of guys down. I don't know if he was listed at 205 before this whole I cruiserweight think he was. Thing. I was think he? he was the night that they announced the cruiserweight division because I looked through several of those profiles, and I was actually kind of surprised that he was at 205. I figured that he would be maybe even a little bit bigger. If we really wanted to go meta and not talk raw, we could have talked about Todd Grisham's hot Ichiro Suzuki takes. Yeah, that guy. Todd Grisham, just making an ass of himself. That guy. Well, I mean, did, did, wasn't he the one that, that called a TNA fan retarded on air one time? Probably. Yeah, that's him. So that, that shows you about what you need to know there. Darren Young, Titus O'Neil. This was short. Darren Young won by cheating. More 50-50 booking. Does this go anywhere? Does this do anything for you? Are we getting Titus, Darren Young, three? At the Pape. Kickoff show, maybe? Adding another match there? It's going to be an hour-long kickoff show, so we're probably getting two kickoff matches. I would think that might be one. Um, God, we have the Dudleys going up with Neville and Sin Cara. What are they going to do? For all this talk about the brand split and how the rosters are going to be thin, they added an hour to the SummerSlam pay-per-view and still won't be able to get everyone in. I love it because the main show is made up of a lot of singles matches and important tag team matches, so I love it. I love that there's not an eight-man match of some kind. There's not a six-man tag on the on the card. I like it a lot, but we got a lot of people missing. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know, the, these guys, Sami Zayn. We got a lot of people missing. A lot of people missing. This segment is not one that I, I gave a single shit about, but it's the kind that they're probably going to have to have on Raw. It's a three-hour show. They have half the roster. They got to have these people in something and, and doing something, unless you're Sami Zayn, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Bob Backlund did not see Young cheating. Uh, you know, sure, fine, whatever. I mean, this was short enough to where, like, you know, I wasn't like upset about it or anything. I just, I don't care that much. And hopefully, hopefully, something happens and I change that, or something happens that changes that. Seth Rollins comes out, clowns Finn Balor about his name. What do you think about this? There's a lot of name origin talk tonight. Like that was their idea to promote and get by this week's of television was to go two different segments on the name of Finn Balor. I think it's a, it's a unique way of getting people introduced. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To Finn Balor, uh, because remember, he's only been on TV for what now? This is the third week uh, of Finn Balor on Raw. So, hey, take a little moment. Introduce him to the audience a little bit further. Get the origins of the name. You know, hint that the demon comes back. Uh, it was all to me just a way of going through another week of promotion while also teasing the uh, the answer to the question, will Finn Balor be the demon? Will he go with the face paint? Will he go with all the painting at the SummerSlam pay-per-view? And it looks like the answer to that is yes. The question, though, is should he? Should he continue this demon character on WWE TV? Why do you think he shouldn't? Oh, I don't even know if he shouldn't or not. I'm I'm fine with it. It's a cool little factor. You know, Jeff Hardy, when he was peak of popularity, I, I hate face paint. All right. I don't think anyone should do the face paint. I hate it. It's stupid. What are you doing? The ultimate Jeff, warrior. Jeff's in particular. Jeff's in particular is pretty terrible. Jeff, yeah, all all the arms, the neck, just caked up. Um, I'm not a big fan of face paint. I don't care. People are gonna get on me for saying the warrior shouldn't have had face paint. If you're in the eighties, that's fine. We're not in the eighties anymore. Okay. Face paint isn't cool. I don't think it is. Maybe, maybe it is to those. I'm not cool, so I don't what do I know? Uh, I just don't like the the face paint idea, and it also it will continue to imply it did this in NXT. Unless the match is just so super huge, like Nakamura and Finn Balor, it will immediately tell an audience that if the face paint isn't on, this isn't that big of a match because he does the face paint on the big matches. So all these raw matches aren't important. Do I even have to tune in? What if there is a pay per view where he's in the tag and he's not bringing the demon? Do I even have to care about this tag match? Um, it, it subtly does that. Whether you think you're going to be fooled by that or not, the casual fans are. A lot of them. Uh, they are subconsciously told that, hey, this match is not important if he's not wearing the face paint. I, I worry about that going into the future of Finn Balor. I also don't think he needs it. I, I think Finn Balor has done a lot of good work on NXT where he's not wearing the face paint. Just be a normal dude. Be a cool guy. Uh, I, I think the demon stuff really allows for more problems than it's worth. And I don't know if you introduce it now, because what if it is a one-time thing? What if he does it at SummerSlam and then doesn't do it again until WrestleMania? All these other pay-per-views don't mean anything, or it could be played off as something special. I get the other side of it. Um, I'm leaning more towards he probably shouldn't do it, but I'm fine with the fact that he is. I, I could flip a coin and go either way. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. If you thought that it's a negative or if he absolutely should do the paint. Well, as Vince Russo, Vince Russo wrote a blog for us exclusively on Fightful.com, which you can get if you register for the website absolutely free. He thinks that if they're doing this demon character, they need to do it all the time. They need to make him sort of like a Bray Wyatt or an Undertaker, make him really stand out. I wonder if, like, what they're thinking right now. Like, what, what's going on behind the scenes? What are they considering? Because Finn Balor hasn't wrestled on TV the last two weeks. I don't know if he'll wrestle again before SummerSlam on TV. I wouldn't, they may have. I wouldn't have. Yeah, him I wouldn't either. I would have him go into SummerSlam as this is a guy who hasn't been beat. He did beat Roman Reigns. He did beat Rusev. Guys who have been in a program with each other now. 
man, I would if I were them, which it's so hard to make the face paint thing happen. Sure, on live events, don't do the face paint. Who gives a shit? It's a live event. On TV, if it's once a week, I think you can have a makeup artist there. Find a more, you know, a more efficient way to do this face paint deal and the 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 demon gimmick. Make him special. Make him different. Make him like you know he kind of. I don't want to say he looks like a dweeb out there in his leather jacket popping the collar all the time, but he kind of does. Um, it, uh, see, I'm I'm different. I I think he looks. I think he looks more. He looks cooler to me when he's doing that versus coming out in all the face paint, you know, graveling around on the floor and whatnot. Like I think that's a better entrance for him. Just come out in the leather jacket. He doesn't have to pop the collar as much as Zack Sabre yeah. does for Christ's he sake. Can, he can kick a jukebox. Eh, just come out with the leather jacket. Be You know, prove that you're cooler than the others. The, the reason why Arthur Fonzarelli was so cool is because he owned that jacket, right? He didn't, he yeah. didn't come out and look like a guy who didn't belong in the jacket and knows he doesn't belong. He comes out and owns it, and Finn Balor's pretty much there. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Interested to see where they take that at the very least. Uh, Sheamus versus Cesaro. Cesaro won. I like the finish. I like the distracting ref. Didn't see the, the Sheamus pin, but Cesaro got the win. It prevented some more 50-50 booking, which I was completely cool with. These two work well together. They They traditionally have... They beat the living shit out of each other. Cool. You got you got to have stuff like this on the show. People aren't always going to care about it, but um, this this entire program between the two of them has been to to lead towards an eventual United States Championship match, which did later happen. Did this do anything for you, Rob? I don't even know what you're talking about. So Sheamus versus Cesaro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. This whole thing, this whole Cesaro Sheamus episode of Raw is just mind boggling. Like, I get you want to build up another few. You should be. You should be building up undercard programs. Why was this the main focus on the show? Two segments, the main event segment, all to get over Sheamus and Cesaro. Cesaro wins again. What I would love and what I thought they were going to do. I mean, Daniel Bryan's out there. Cesaro comes out in the main event. He finally has the SmackDown GM on his side. I thought they we might have been you know might have been getting a trade of some kind. We might have been getting some type of deal where he ended up on SmackDown because he's underutilized. Mick Foley had to get confronted by Cesaro in the ring to even get him a title shot, right? And now, yeah. do you think Cesaro's going to get a rematch with Rusev? Probably not. Not for the championship. Not next week. Not the week before. Not the week uh, afterwards. I doubt it. I'll I'll be open and waiting to see because he earned that championship shot, according to Foley. And guess what? It was screwed. It was screwed up with interference. So will he get another rematch? I don't know. I, I just thought the whole Cesaro Sheamus stuff tonight was mind boggling. I, I like the match. It was okay. Cesaro coming off as a bigger deal, beating Sheamus two weeks in a row and nearly beating Rusev, I think helped him out a lot. Like I'm not saying the main event segment didn't help Cesaro. I just don't get why they did it. I mean, they're going to have good matches. That's what these two do uh, with each other. But over and over again, we had the Dudley Boys versus Neville and Sin Cara. Neville and Sin Cara probably going to be two pieces of that cruiserweight division that happened. They won the match. The real story of this was Bubba Ray kind of giving Devon a unique gaze after the match, kind of like, I can't believe he lost this match. Are we about to see a Bully Ray singles run? Bubba Ray singles run? You maybe. Um, hey, 
Devon came back. He's worked there for a year now. Uh, do we really think it's going to be that long term? Like he was ready to quit wrestling a couple of years ago. So maybe I, I would like to see it. Maybe we get a TNA gimmick infringing in WWE again, where Bully Ray is single-handedly the cruiserweight killer. And he makes weight to 205 again, brings out the fake scale, and wrestles in all of the cruiserweight matches. What I would not be shocked right now if Bubba Ray is pitching ideas to that effect to try and get more TV time on Raw and get a segment and a, and a gimmick that could be exclusive to him. That would be tremendous. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Now is not the right time. You have too much stuff going into SummerSlam. A lot of really good stuff, but too much stuff to be doing some of these things that they're, do, that they're doing on Raw uh, with the Dudley boys of all people. I, I, it was fine. It's filler for three hours. We're going to get a lot of that stuff. We're going to, maybe I'm cranky tonight. I don't know. No, I, you, throat's hurting. It's, it's the attitude in which this show causes people to have, Rob. <sighs> and this is the first bad episode. This is the first bad episode of WWE TV since the brand split. Raws and SmackDowns have been really good. This is the first bad episode. And it wasn't super bad. It was just horrible compared to the last two episodes, right? You know, it's funny because that first Raw was really good. And the SmackDown in comparison, a lot of us were like, man, that wasn't good. But then we see it in comparison to this Raw, and it's like, damn, I would kill for that SmackDown. I would kill to be watching that as opposed to what we saw tonight. We got the Rusev wedding thing, and it ended with uh, Roman Reigns. There was a funny line where Rusev said, look at those cakes. And he knows what's up. Rusev knows what's up. He's a smart, charismatic, charming dude. He gets it. So good for him sneaking that one in. Um, it ended with Roman Reigns going back and telling stand-up comedy jokes. What the? F- what are they doing? What? This didn't work before. Or do they? I wonder if they assume that. Well, he's not in the main event. He's not in the world title picture. So now Roman Reigns telling jokes will work. Maybe maybe that's that's how we can get it going. Maybe that the fans will be a little more accepting of it because it's not being forced down their throats. If it's not good, it's just not good. And that's not what Roman – and I had somebody saying, well, based on the interviews I've seen, this is how Roman Reigns really is, so they're letting him be himself. If that's really Roman Reigns, I don't want him to be himself. There are plenty of people in wrestling – entertainment, acting, who have not been themselves and have been much better. I don't want – who's that guy on Empire? Terrence Howard? Is that? Yeah, I don't want him being himself. He's, he's, he's a shitty person. I don't want him Whoa. to be himself. Whoa. Yeah, we, well, yeah. Come on. Uh, what if we – what if Hulk Hogan had been himself during the Hulk Hogan, like the, the rock and wrestling era? It, yeah. Uh, either way, Lana ended up wearing some cake and Rusev rejected a United States championship match that was made anyway for SummerSlam. I can't wait for Rusev versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam though. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm really excited for it too. I honestly did not want Cesaro to win tonight so that we would still get Rusev and Reigns because it's kind of a dream match, uh, at this point. I know it's happened before, like I've said, but at this level, with Reigns on the way down, Rusev on the way up, I think it's a cool dynamic. 
because uh, the way Foley was talking, if Cesaro was going to win, I was worried that we were going to get Cesaro and Reigns and Rusev completely off of it. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about Rusev and Reigns. It's probably in my top three matches looking forward to SummerSlam. Let's see what was next. Oh, Dana Brooke versus Sasha Banks. This didn't go long. Sasha Banks won in about two and a half minutes. Saw people complaining. As uh, our viewer David said, people were complaining that it was only two and a half minutes long. He said it should have been 60 seconds to prevent Sasha Banks from getting injured ahead of SummerSlam. Can't disagree. Also, sup with Dana Brooks gear. I liked her look so much better in NXT, but I'm she did what she did, and she's a little bit bigger now than she was in NXT. She she went with different gear. They've done some really weird things with the gear for the NXT female stars who have come up. Uh, Sasha Banks is relatively the same, but Charlotte has different look. Becky Lynch got new uh, got the new wardrobe the moment basically she came up, completely different from her NXT gear. Uh, Natalia in the last year has changed gear up a little bit. And uh, now Dana Brooke is. So they're just going with something different. They they decided that we don't want to have everything up from NXT on the main roster. We're going to at least change the costumes that you're wearing. So I don't know if that's necessary. You know, what was working in NXT could be working on the main roster, uh, but not the case for uh, Dana Brooke. Yeah, she's wearing what she's wearing. I think this is also the first time that on Raw, at least, she's had her solo entrance music because she always comes out with Charlotte. I think she had it once with her Becky Lynch match on SmackDown, but I can't remember another Raw where she finally had entrance music, and it's been, what, a month that she's, or, uh, you know, uh, what, four months that she's been four on the main months. roster now? So that's a that's a win, I think, getting her own music. Interesting note. Could be wrong. I don't know. But. Dr. Luke Gallows. I guess you could call him... Don't do it. Doc do it. Gallows, Rob. Such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Ah, oh, oh, didn't boy, see Shane. that one coming. I did not see that one coming. Where, where was he, Doc, before in the in the New Japan's wrestling in the TNA in, and New Japan. in the TNA Impact's wrestling in the Honorable Wrestling? Where was Doc Gallows before? I don't know. Some places, man. That was a great joke by me. Either way, he and Anderson got to talk a little bit. They had Biggie's testicles in a jar over ring postitis. Um, I like that these two are getting to talk. Gallows is great. Anderson is still a little wooden. He's not being able to show his true personality. I think he's a little bit more aware that he needs to play the game a little bit, uh, and he can't go all out, whereas Gallows is starting to become him himself, really. The himself that he's never been able to show on WWE TV. Uh, so good for Gallows. I'm hoping that Anderson follows suit because they are really charismatic guys. They really are. Uh, so we'll see what they can do in the future. Um, Speaking These are two guys that can absolutely go toe-to-toe with New oh, Day yeah. on the mic oh, as far as matching if wits. Not, if not better, honestly, yeah. the way New Day's been. Uh, if you're going to do New Day characters versus what Guns and Gals can do, oh, yeah, they could, they could keep up with them no problem. Um, speaking of Doc Gallows, is broken Matt Hardy wearing off on you yet? No, none at all. Okay. Because that's the one thing I've been hearing. He was on the Chris Jericho podcast in full character. For an hour, and you know, uh, an hour of broken mat is it seems like it was wearing people thin a little bit. Where it's not these twenty-minute segments cut up in slices. Well, it was I mean, an hour of them. There are people who enjoyed two hours and ten minutes of Suicide Squad. So 
Yeah, you did not, did you? I did not. Um, I thought it was very cliche. I thought there were some, man, did they want you to know that that crocodile was black. Boy, did they ever want you to know that. And they really hammered it home almost to an insulting level. I was like, Jesus Christ, I get it. Like, I feel like if that movie would have been a Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Joker movie, it probably would have just been a lot better. They 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 forced a lot of people into that movie that they really didn't give that much of a shit about writing about. But that's for a different show because I could talk about that more than I could talk about uh, Monday Night Raw. Kofi Kingston, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows won. They try to, to smash Kofi's uh, balls. Doesn't work. Xavier Woods makes a save with a steel chair. We get this segment with Gold Dust looking for our truth outside, finds him with a Scooby Doo thing. Uh, yeah, this this was a thing that happened. Uh, they got shut or shut in a van and ran off. I guess I, I think that's what happened. Doesn't really matter. Daniel Bryan was on the show. Why do you he think they the put show? Daniel? Why do you think they put Daniel Bryan on the show? Any particular reason? Oh, I mean. Ratings won and get a star on the show because they obviously didn't have much of a story for him. I mean, look at the segment he was involved in. The reason he's invited to the show is so Mick Foley can apologize and then it gets interrupted by the, the Seamus and Cesaro program continuing. Come on. It, it was just to put him on the show. Uh, they probably booked him for the show, told him, hey, we need you. We have an idea for you and then had to think of an idea. And that's what they come up, you know, came up with. Scooby-Doo got on this show and Sami Zayn did not. Yeah, I don't know if we have to, you know, some guys aren't just going to be on every episode, you know, and this was Sammy's Zane. Hopefully hopefully Scooby-Doo will be. No, God, no. (laughs) How did Scooby-Doo not get drafted? He's a big star. I believe he was was ineligible, but now he's one of those top 10 free agents that WWE came out with because they came out with their top 10 free agents, including Nikki Bella and The Undertaker. I had a lot of people upset. And I'm going to write an article about it tomorrow, but a lot of people were upset that Crime Time was on that list. And I'm sitting there thinking, if they're on SmackDown, they may maybe number two on the tag team death chart. If they're brought if they're brought in as heels, they're number two as on the heel side, for sure. If they're brought in as baby faces, they're probably number two on the baby face side, honestly. Uh, you know, American Alpha, Breezango, if Fandango stops losing these battles against Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the SmackDown tag team scene is lacking, for sure. So... Why not bring in some other guys? Crime Time seems like a team that if they if they wanted to come back, they probably have a door open to them, and we might see them this year. Even though JTG wrote that those great books, they wrote the books, but no one cares. I mean, honestly, yeah. no one cares. They probably don't even know. They were bringing also, back Rhino. They were bringing back Shelton Benjamin. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, and, and Rhino might not be able to be back in a few months. He's going to get like seventy k a year for for a political job if he wins this wins this. Uh, uh, election he's gonna lose about 70 to 30 it, yeah, it, it's not even it's not it's not gonna be a close rate and it's not because it's rhino um it's because of the district in it he's in and the opponent he's going up against uh and and the party that usually went rhino is going to get creamed he won the republican primary barely by like 40 votes yeah rhino is going to get creamed he oh and if he if, worry about going off the road to fulfill his part-time state assemblyman and uh, if he were not who he were then he would not have won that election by a giant any, margin. Any Republic, he was running as a Republican in, I believe, the 15th district uh, for state rep in Michigan, which is Dearborn, Michigan. 
Uh, any Republican is not winning that race. So it's not because it's Rhino. Rhino is going to get creamed in November. It's cool that he got to the general election, but he is going to lose and lose big. And he knows this. He, he, it's why he was on SmackDown on primary night and not in his district campaigning for votes last minute. He knows he has no shot in the general. So it was all gravy from here on out. Uh, yeah, he won't have to worry about going in. And state state representatives, honestly, are part-time jobs. They don't go in full-time throughout the entire year. So he wouldn't have had to leave the road anyway, but he's definitely not having to leave the road because he will not win and become a state rep. If he did become a state rep, I would recommend that he use Alpha Brain to balance these two jobs, just like I use Alpha Brain to work these 60, 70-hour weeks, my friends, at Fightful.com. Go there and register, by the way, absolutely free. Go to our podcast page, click those links, Go to onit.com. You can get kettlebells, T-shirts, supplements, everything from Shroom Tech, which helps you with energy. New Mood, which helps your sleep cycle and your mood, obviously. Alpha Brain, which helps uh, focus, memory, things of that nature. Their Krill Oil, which helps that silky, smooth skin. Click that on it link, my friends. Help us out. Also, visit DraftBeast.com. Football season is coming up, and I am all too excited to stomp you fools. DraftBeast.com is the place to go. They have their goon games where you pick the most penalized players. They have uh, games where you pick the worst teams you possibly can find. All kinds of fun stuff at DraftBeast.com. There was no point of Daniel Bryan being on Raw. They brought up how he trashed the Universal title. Sure, cool, whatever. This all led to Cesaro versus Rusev for the United States Championship. Rusev won. The crowd got really into this match, Rob. Yeah, because I I think the audience there live wondered the same thing I did. Why the hell is this the main event segment? Why is this getting special treatment with Cesaro twice on the show? I'm all for promoting Cesaro more, but this wasn't about that. This was about promoting a Cesaro-Sheamus match. So the crowd, realistically, reasonably also, thought... This has to be a main event segment because they are switching the championship. Cesaro might actually go over. Cesaro might be our true conquering hero. And it would take a foreigner to beat Rusev, a job an American cannot do, apparently, which is fine with me. They all thought Cesaro was going to win. They're into the match. And then it didn't happen. And they realized, you know what? This was really weird why it was in the main event. Um, Hopefully the people stayed because I believe the dark match on the night was John Cena and AJ Styles. So I'm sure that was what kept the people in the building. But... It was just weird. And the crowd, if I'm sitting there live, I'm thinking three hours and the main event of the show is Rusev and Cesaro. It screamed to me, honestly, in early to mid 1998 Nitro, when you would have Hulk Hogan in the opener, you would have Sting battling Hulk Hogan all throughout the show. But the main event would be Scott Hall and Lex Luger. Like, really, what are the mid-carders doing in the main event? This episode of Raw sucked ass. It was pretty it was not, terrible. It was not very good. You know what does not suck ass? My podcast, Shake it Them does. Ropes. Go at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, bit.ly slash STR iTunes to subscribe. We're going to have uh, a Shake Them Ropes episode this week where I bash you, Sean, repeatedly for all your bad takes tonight on the show. Awesome. Well, I will say that you outdrew your Shake Them Ropes co-host, Jeff Hawkins, last week after you know you struggled a little bit. I'll say that it has nothing to do with me. You struggled a little bit the first two weeks after the draft, but you creamed him this week. It wasn't even I didn't close. struggle. I did great. 
but people were like, oh, we'll give SmackDown a shot. And then they realized that they don't need to watch SmackDown as much. But let's be real. Okay. SmackDown was the better show last week. Raw was the better show on week one, I thought. But SmackDown was better last week. Now, I don't feel there's need to really invest in SmackDown until the week after SummerSlam. Because we know the SummerSlam main events from SmackDown side. We know what they are. We know the matches for this card. I don't really think you need to watch SmackDown right now. They're not going to change much. So if I'm watching, you know, a certain number of hours of WWE TV, I'm going to go to where I always go. I'm going to wa- watch Raw first. Raw is the flagship. They keep telling you. They keep reminding you. And if something happens on SmackDown, maybe I'll catch it on YouTube, right? Because I, what are they going to do? What are they going to give you? No one's making a big return on SmackDown. No one's making a huge debut on SmackDown. And if you want to watch American Alpha, you can watch their five-minute tag team showcases or wait until Backlash when they get a 15-minute match on pay-per-view. You can skip the SmackDowns, wait until the pay-per-views. And, and for the next three weeks, I think there's going to be an issue where SmackDown's going to get less viewership because it's just not that important of a show for the next three weeks or for the next two, right? Because until SummerSlam happens and it's over, then you might want to pay attention to SmackDown again, see what they're going to do towards Backlash and beyond. But right now, what's what's the difference? Speaking of SmackDown, we'll talk about this very quickly. Shelton Benjamin not showing up. He's not coming to WWE. They, they found out that he had a torn rotator cuff. This is heartbreaking for him. Uh, one of his really last shots at the WWE. And I was looking forward to his contributions on SmackDown. It's kind of a bummer, Rob. Yeah, I was looking. I was uh, of the returns that were coming. Shelton Benjamin was probably the one I was looking most forward to. Uh, but it's not going to happen. Now do they bring in a different name uh, from the past? Or they Maybe there was a spot that Shelton Benjamin was slotted for, and now someone else is going to have to take it. Maybe someone currently on the roster, someone maybe currently on NXT. Uh, we'll never know, probably. But yeah, it was a bummer for Shelton Benjamin. We'll see if he ever now comes back to WWE after this injury. That looks like it's going to keep him out for some time. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer for him, I'm sure, too, because this guy was working regularly for Pro Wrestling Noah. He was doing independent dates. He was working and he goes to WWE and they tell him, Hey, you can't do it. The fact that he's getting the surgery and going to get healthy tells me that there will be a spot within WWE for him afterwards. Because if they were saying you have to get the surgery or we're not hiring you, I think he says, okay, it didn't work out. I'll go back to making my money at Noah and I'll get the surgery when I'm fully done wrestling or when I just can't go anymore. So I think this is a good sign that he will be back at some point. Guys, some site nudes. As always, we encourage you to go and uh, register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free. Always will be. Uh, We've got exclusive podcasts with Vince Russo. You get early access to those days before they go up to the the, uh, general public. Also, our Wikipedia, true or false. We've had guests like EC3, Shane Helms, Chael Sonnen this week. Also, we have an exclusive Chael Sonnen interview up where he talks about CM Punk. He talks about the, the infamous situation where CM Punk was not allowed to corner him at UFC on Fox uh, because Vince McMahon nixed it. All kinds of exclusive updates, backstage news, uh, interviews with MMA fighters, Brandon Howard's financial analysis. Your investment in Fightful.com is $0, my friends. Go there, register. Also, access to our forums. Uh, On our general stories, we also have discuss or discuss forums. I don't know what the hell they're called. Don't care. Either way, you can access them. 
live viewing parties for Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, UFC, NXT, Cruiserweight Classic, all that good stuff. Lots of fun stuff coming at Fightful.com. We're covering everything. We have people always saying, do you cover this? Do you cover that? Everything from Olympic boxing to WWE and UFC pay-per-views live, we are covering. We're getting all that stuff for you. So uh, go check out Fightful. Share the stories. We, we've got a lot of changes, updates coming. So uh, stay tuned to the site. Still very much not completed. Our tech team is is uh, working on that, getting like RSS feeds and getting the podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher. So uh, stay tuned for all the changes. Also, be sure to check out Rob's podcast, Shake Them Ropes. Highly encouraged. I've been on it several times. Always had a great time. Always enjoy Rob's shows. Rob, anything else you want to leave these people with before we go? Yeah, I will say congratulations to the fluently English-speaking Ichiro Suzuki on 3,000 hits. Uh-huh. Go follow the podcast at Shake Them Ropes, and I walk you off with the arrow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate the support. Please share the page, Fightful.com. Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you can. Uh, you all sharing the website really helps us out and uh, you know ensures our success, makes our bosses uh, feel like the investment is worth it. Like I said, we haven't started marketing or anything like that yet, but uh, I really appreciate the support. Check out all of our podcasts. Sign up for Fightful. Get that exclusive content early, absolutely free. Until that, tomorrow night, I will be back with uh, Rob's guest or Rob's uh, co-host on Shake Them Ropes. Jeff Hawkins to talk SmackDown immediately after the show. Also Wednesday with Showdown Joe talking all kinds of stuff. Thursday, Vince Russo. And a programming note for the night of UFC 202 and NXT TakeOver, we will be doing a podcast, a supersized edition of the podcast, immediately after UFC 202. So uh, if you're wondering where it is right after TakeOver, it'll be after 202. I'm doing about 40, 45 minutes with uh, Joe about UFC 202 because that's Diaz McGregor. That's the big story of the night. Then I'm doing 45 minutes with Alex Palowski, our great uh, raw coverage guy. He does all kinds of great stuff for the site, talking NXT TakeOver. But guys, we are back tomorrow night. Until next time, we are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.